In a world where full-length motion pictures exist, two men have the power to navigate their stories. Join Jeff and Michael as they attempt to recall some of their favorite movie memories. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Movie Memories Podcast, hosted by myself, Michael, and Jeff. That's right. Michael and I are going to challenge each other each week to recall our favorite movies from memory. It won't be a movie we've seen recently, and we won't know the movie ahead of time. Then we'll go rewatch the movie, talk about parts that we missed, talk about our favorite parts, and maybe even talk about things that we didn't know beforehand. So sit back, relax, and see if you can rise to the challenge. Okay, so we're back again with another episode. And not only is it another episode, but it's a special episode. We have a special guest. Um, just like usual, I'm here, Jeff's here, and so is our special guest, Stephanie, my sister. Hello. Hello, Stephanie. Hi, guys. Are you Thanks excited? for having me. I'm very excited, but I'm also very nervous. What are you nervous about? I don't know names to save my life. I told Hefe already. I was like, I can tell you the actors' <laughs> names. And I can see a movie a million times, and it will not, I can't tell you their names to save anything. So I'm a little nervous about that. Well, don't worry about it, because, I mean, I know you've listened to some of our episodes, and mm -hmm. just from yeah. our experience, sometimes <laughs> we're really good with it, sometimes it's really bad, sometimes it's a mixture of, like, I can, I can tell you the movie, but I keep forgetting the character's name. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah. you're going to be, you're, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, so seeing that, uh, you're the guest and, um, I'm going to yeah. be helping you out if I can, Jeff, what have you picked for us? <laughs> oh goodness. Are you ready? I'm not, but uh. let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked through your list and I came across one and I think here's a, here's a hint. Here's a first hint. Okay. okay. I think we've actually talked about this movie before. Probably. You and I, Steph. Um, so I'm going to give you a quote. Okay. This might just give it away. I don't, I don't know how well you know it, but, uh, I'll go ahead and, uh, I'll give it to you. So first quote, hold still. I've never done this before and there will be blood. Oh, do you already know? It's yes. Something? It's the girl, the dragon <laughs> tattoo. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh! I was like, <laughs> if you know the scene, I know the scene. It is already flashing in my head. Like that's not a. It's not you know. Yeah. This is a dark yeah. movie. <laughs> it's a very dark. Movie. It's so yeah. dark. It's it's actually kind of it's funny because that's like it's a comfort movie for me. Even though it's one of the darkest themed things you can watch i can sit there and i'm like right. i'm just having a bad day guys i'm gonna curl up and watch <laughs> girl it's the dragon a mood. tattoo the whole movie yeah. is a mood. Yeah. so yeah, good yeah, yeah. so i epic. am not gonna be able to help that much <laughs> because <laughs> i remember watching or trying to watch this maybe a couple times and it's not like trying because i decided like oh this is too much and i just turned it off but i remember it's a long movie one yeah um and then two um I just, I think I got distracted or whatever. So I've seen it in bits. Oh, so, we're going to have to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's two hours and 38 minutes. Yeah, I geez. doesn't feel that long. Yeah. Now that you say that out loud, I'm like, no. 
two hours yeah. and 38 minutes. Huh. So I, I, I don't remember some of the characters' names, and I remember, uh, you know, bits and pieces of the plot. Um, so it'll be good to rewatch it for sure. Yeah, it's... I, so I think, think I watched it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say I like probably watched it maybe four months ago, but it was, I fell asleep and I fall asleep at the same time, like same point of that movie every single every time. time. How many umpteen times I've seen it more recently. And when I watch it, I'm like, I'm out at this one t- thing and I miss it. And I always like, ah, oh. that's the thing about comfort movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just yeah. out. put a yeah. blanket on you and you're out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think I'm okay. Okay. You're okay. Okay. All right. Well, then go for it. <laughs> so it starts off with, um, Mikkel's character, Bloomkist. I think that's how it's pronounced. Bloomfist? Bloomfist? Oh, I Something. I, 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 I hear oh, it. Yeah. I can say it. Mikkel Bloomkist. And that's, um, it? it's Where in it Sweden. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, has Swedish names. Sweetest towns. And then Daniel Craig is that character. So it starts off with him leaving a court and people are just reporters are all over him. And he's just kind of like, no comment. I'm just leaving. And you find out that his character is an investigative reporter, not necessarily a reporter, but an investigator of stories. Yeah, Yeah. And he works for a magazine currently in freelances. Yeah. Well, he, they find out that he, went against this very, very, very high end rich man saying he did something without actual substantial proof, but lying that he had it. He just was going Uh, off a hunch that he was correct. He just didn't have anything to solidify it. It was correct, but that's still like not allowed. It was was a libel suit. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, So he's lose losing everything. And he, you see him back at the office and he's basically resigning. He doesn't want, his name associated to destroy this magazine. And this, the editor in chief is his lover slash friend, which I love. Yes. Um, she's married, but yet this relationship happens. It's one of the, I think it's great, but you, you find that pretty quickly. She's very supportive of him, but upset that he's throwing it in. Like, please fight. You're better than this. And he's like, no, I just, I want to protect you. So that kind of sets where that part of the story starts off with him just down on his luck, just wants to hermit himself away. Uh-huh. Then he is approached a little longer. I think it comes to him. I don't think we meet Lizbeth yet. Who's Rooney Mara played by Rooney Mara. Okay. I think she comes in a couple mi- like a couple scenes after, but um, I'm not actually a big fan of hers, <laughs> I like but I don't think she's, very this i don't know like she's the same in everything like she's not doing a bad performance but she's just it's the same i can see that i can see that yeah I, this is the one movie that i watched from her yeah and you're just like <laughs> floored and you're like no, she I, I needs totally to win yeah <laughs> there's just something she, everyone I, i'll say that everyone in this movie is exceptional like some of the best any of them have done and um and directing wise, I think this is one of yeah. Finchner's. Yeah, it's Finchner's David better. Fincher. Yeah. So um, it doesn't feel like a normal David Fincher, though. No, I feel like it's very grounded in a way that he's not in his films. It's very bits and pieces creating one giant story with his mm-hmm. stuff. This, I feel like it didn't really have that. You have 
technically two storylines rolling. Well, two and a half, but yeah. it's co- cohesive all the way through. Um, but yeah. Oh God. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, but I think it goes right into him getting a job offer. Like someone wants to meet him or do we meet Lizbeth first? Yeah. Because the, uh, I, I don't want to mispronounce his name, but it's Dirk Frode. Yeah. <laughs> the attorney of Henrik Von. Yeah. Oh, he meets with, uh, this guy who does a uh, background checks. Yes. Yes. So yeah. he's like, who, who do you have? And he's like, I've got someone. She's just different. <laughs> yes. He tries to yeah. PC it, you know, like she's amazing, brilliant. She's just a little different. So don't be put off by, and the guys like, just bring her in. Well, you see her start off. And I love this shot. You don't even see her face. You just see the back of her head in the elevator. And it's just the way she's moving and twitching that you're like, oh, I cannot wait. But it already gives you this embodiment of what this person is. Like, she's just very different and very aware of herself and the stuff around her. So she comes off. Lizbeth is shown top to toe or head to toe. Hairs up, choppy black hair, facial piercings, goth in the best way. Blonde eyebrows. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, blonde eyebrows. And it works for her. So good for her. Um, So she comes out. Everyone kind of like just lets her mosey on. No one really stops and whispers about her, but she just hunches in. She's just walking through it. Yeah. And she gets to the office and she doesn't make any eye contact. She just kind of sits down and what do you want kind of attitude. And she greets the the lawyer of... um, Hans. Henrik. Henrik, yeah. yeah. Oh. Virger, Virgil, something. Again, guys, uh, the names. <laughs> V-A-N-G-E-R. Varger, I've yeah. I've heard of Wanger or Vanga. Vanger. Vanger. Yeah, Vanger. Oh, Vagna. Isn't it V-A-G? V-A-N-G-E-R. Yeah. A-N-G-E-R. Yeah. That's, what's his face? He was just in a movie that, yeah, Chris Palmer. We just talked about him. There's yeah, so yeah, many yeah, people in this. Yeah. yeah. So, um, he, she, they meet. She's very quick, and he's like, "This is the most thorough I've ever seen information." And he kind of like wants to see if she breaks a little bit. So he's just kind of like, you know, what is, you know, but can we believe it? And he's like, "We never seen this and this." And she goes, "Yeah, well, it wasn't me getting you that information before. Like, everything is legit." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she just goes on her merry way. You know, like they dismiss her, like, thank you very much. We appreciate it. She just mess, like just goes. And um, that's whenever it turns to bringing in Michael. Um, yes. They sit down or they meet somewhere like the lawyer meets up with him again. And he's just like, I have a job offer for you. I need, you know, we're looking for a possible person or possible murder of a person. But we want you to come out to the estate, live there and look into this investigation. And what it is, is Wagner's grandniece disappeared like 20 something years ago. Yes. On a normal day. And he has never seen her since. There's no body. But every year on his birthday, he gets a pressed flower in a frame. And the only person who's ever given him that 
was his grandniece. So he's like, either the killer's fucking with me or she's alive and she's doing this. I need to find out. I'm close to death kind of thing. So um, they bring Michael out. He comes and talks to actual Vonger. Guys, oh, it's going to be Henrik. a name. Henrik. Henrik's easy. Henrik. Yeah, Henrik. And it's cold as hell. Like, you go from rainy Sweden, wherever they were, to the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> like, he doesn't even have a proper jacket. He yeah, just they, kind of... I do remember it's all... It's complete it starts, snow. It starts in winter. And yeah. And it clears up afterward. Yeah, Justin, like, so he's... They're just like, we're gonna... Are you, you we're gonna... Are, <laughs> <laughs> are you, uh, you dying? <laughs> Breathe oh, funny. Come on. You can do it. Take, take a little sip. <laughs> you lift I drank your arms, some water and just immediately went down the wrong tube. I was like, no, no. no. <laughs> this isn't good. Go. Quick mute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That was like immediate. Goodness. We apologize, everyone. Unless you like that kind of ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to hear a man dying? Yeah. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Unmute it and listen to him breathe his last breath. Anyway, back to the girl with the dragon. <laughs> yeah, so you're you're right. It's in winter. Yeah. As as you're frozen telling, tundra. I'm starting to remember a little bit of it, and I think it mostly takes part in winter. Yeah, for the because he's not there that long. Because I read I read the books, and yeah. they they just they hurt your heart and your mind just as much as watching the movies. Um, but I feel like he was, she wasn't, or he wasn't actually there more than maybe two months, maybe three at the most. I don't think it was a very long period. Um, but it does start off dead of winter. He gets there. Poor boy is just shivering. He doesn't have a proper jacket that no one warned him and they finally get there. And that's when he talks to, um, Henrik and he gives him the story. Like I'm old, but I really want to know she's my, the favorite person in my life kind of thing. And I also want to like put it to rest if that's the case. So he's like, I don't know. He's like, uh, Michael was like, I don't know, man. You've had a lot of other people come out and investigate cops. No one. It's a cold case. It's are you sure yeah. you want to waste your time? And Hendrick's like, I don't even care if you don't come up with anything. I'm going to pay you now. Kind of like it doesn't matter. I just want you to try. So um, Michael's like they give him a little cottage. That's what. It's a little house on the property. There's several houses on this very large land property. It's an island, um, basically, that I call that he has different family members that all live there. Like his 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 children's lives there. Some aunts or whatever are there, too. Like all of them have their own houses, but on this land. So Michael gets set up. It's freezing in the house. So, of course, he has to get that. There's a little cat that he befriends, which is adorable. But he, you know, he's oh, like, OK, the cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, the cat's lovely, everyone. Nothing happens. It's all sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> it's so not right. But um he decides like he gets the basic information down. You know, he makes his little investigation board, writes the different people that live there, when it, the date it happens. And he basically just kind of starts asking questions. He meets one of the nieces um, and she's okay to talk to, but she's a little hardened in life. You know, she's like, good luck talking to everyone. They're all a bunch of assholes. And mm -hmm. 
they're terrible people. And she's like, right down the road, you got a Nazi, you know, right down there, you got the wife of the Nazi, you know, and he Michael's just kind of like, well, shit, dude, I'm he's already feeling it like this is just not going to it's not going to end well. Her story of what happened gives him some insight of the day because she was the closest to the grandniece. And it basically was just a, a nice summer day. There was a parade. Everyone in the family were back. One of the her her cousins was back from school. Like, you know, it's a big family thing. Like they're just enjoying it. But she noticed her 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 cousin. She's just withdrawn and then gone. You know, she was there one second, gone the next. And no one ever found her. And she's like, I think she's dead. Good riddance. Hope she's happy. She, you know, lucked out basically because this family's so bad. Um, so he leaves that he goes to the next person or vice versa, actually, because, um, Skarsgård's character can't comes in and he meets Michael when he was meeting Henrik or right around it. So that was already messed up guys. Sorry about so, that, but uh, Martin, Skarsgård. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's so brilliant in this, it's but he, voice. he, oh, he's so all of his kids are like talented too. It's unreal. Scars. That family, the scars, scars. Uh, but he comes in, he, he seems like a good guy, just like, Henrik seems like a good guy, even if, you know, he's worth billions. This yeah. guy's kind of the same way. They also own many businesses, which I'll backtrack with. Sorry, guys, but. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you remember, very go specific. ahead and tell it. Yeah. yeah, it is kind of, it does help. So part of Michael saying yes to all of this is that they're going to save that magazine. It's tanking after what happened with Michael. So they're like, look, if you can do this, we'll pay you plus. We'll buy out. We'll be a partner of that magazine. Yeah. And we'll keep it from dying. And yeah. we have real substantial proof of stuff against that guy that Michael got in trouble with at the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit more to it and why he kind of is like, yes, he talked to the lover lady. She's like, please do it. You know, we are drowning. We'll make it, but this will help us. And he's just like, fine, fuck it. I'll do it. So he, that's when he gets to meet Skarsgård's character. Again, good guy. He's like, let me know if you need anything and we'll carry on. We'll talk later about more of the stuff that I remember because he can't he's he was there, too. So that's then when Michael goes to that other woman, the other niece gets her story and then he moves on to the Nazi guy and it it doesn't do well. It's exactly what you think is going to happen. You want to punch a Nazi. So he sits (laughs) there. Basically, he sits there listening to this guy. He's like, back in my day, we didn't do this kind of crap. And it really didn't help him on anything other than knowing this family really does have just shit people through all of it. It just is. Um, So he leaves that and he is just kind of like he goes back to trying to research. He's not finding anything that I'm like that I can think of. So you did skip quite a bit. But Dang it! Do you remember what he finds at the the Nazis' place? Isn't it a picture hmm? of the girl, yeah. and she's at the parade? Is that the picture? No, he's he actually found a picture of uh, Martin when he was a teenager. <sighs> yeah, and it was pretty not so great picture, right? If I'm thinking correctly, if that's what that is now versus what I remember later, like it's a Polaroid of her in a very. Right. He, 
he has to meet somebody oh. else for the the other photo. Yeah, like yeah, a different point of view. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he he gets that picture. So wait, is it the picture that is from the parade, or is it the very bad picture that should not be? The first uh, picture that he sees is in the parade. Okay, it's a mysterious guy, and he asks who yeah. it is, and it's. Martin. And then, yeah, and that's when he's like, oh, it's his his son or nephew. It's one of the others, which is um, Skarsgård. Yeah. yeah. Martin is He's in it. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, do you know when this... And he's like, yeah, it was the day she went disappear, Like, she disappeared. Woo-la kind of thing. So that gives him a little bit. He's like, okay, I need to look into a few of these things. He has a couple pictures to go off of. Um, or he's asked for, like, some of the extra pictures i think at that point he's like yeah it's all in the box or whatever i think i feel like i remember there was um they ended up finding cold cases of death yeah yeah when started uh yeah lisbeth victims yeah yeah lisbeth comes in so he there's a lot yeah <laughs> there's a i lot. do remember that so, about this movie as i was as i'm trying to like as you're telling it, and I'm starting to get more of it. Yeah, that's something I remember about this movie is there's there's a lot of information. There's shared. a lot. There's yeah. so the much. thing with the parade. So the Nazi is the bookend of that that little thing, the parade and the pictures. Yeah, he originally went to find somebody else who was taking photos of the parade, and he meets them, finds a photo of Harriet seeing Harriet. somebody that frightened her. Yes, like he's like, who then, is she looking at? Like yeah. she looks. And then he found the opposite one. Yeah. Opposite photo was with the Nazi, Harold. Yeah, the okay. guy's name. So, at that point, I know that he's kind of he's trying to piece more of the day together, but he's not really getting anywhere. And I'm trying to think how Lisbeth comes in. I know he's kind of like he corners Lisbeth. I know that, but we do cut to Lisbeth's character like so, during all of this too. And she Do you remember when Henrik's health got worse? He passed like that? he falls, he goes to the hospital. Goes to the hospital. And then the lawyer guy's like, We he should be okay, but these things are gonna possibly take place. And then something comes up about Lisbeth, I think, because he wants to like yeah, Michael he, wants to know, wants like, how assistant. did you get this info? Yeah. Yeah. He, he wants an assistant. And then he recommends the person that investigated him. And yeah. He, and he's yeah, like, you he did what? <laughs> he's so back, what? like taken back by that. It's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. What did you say? He's like, come on now. We had to vet you. <laughs> yep. Um, and that's whenever he's like, who? And he he takes this giant ass file with him. Like, it's not small. The information that he got on her. Or she got on him and he yeah. finds Lisbeth um, or he goes to go find her at a point. Before that, we get a little bit more back in Lisbeth's world. She is um, a ward of the state or the, the, the country kind of thing yeah. because she if I remember, I don't think they actually or they do say it, but it's really, really quickly what she did. But I think if she was like 12 or something that she set her stepfather on fire. And Yeah, it's not really mentioned in. This I think version. it's like really quick. It was it, yeah, because I know the Swedish version. They really the go into it. Talks about it yeah. yeah, so she, you find out that she's been a ward of the state. She has one. I'm going to call him a caregiver, basically that she's had, and he's actually been good for her from her teens and up. But she, before that, she had yeah. terrible 
terrible luck as you would expect a 12 year old. And on top of that, like just behavioral issues, she's, if you watch the movie and you're aware of it, you can notice that she's probably on high on the spectrum. She's autistic or something on those lines. And there, there's more understanding that in the book because of the way she acted and shied away from people that it was kind of, what is this? She's just crazy. She's not fit. And so she just never got away from being a ward of the state, but she gets this caregiver later in life and he treats her correctly. He lets her find, you know, manage her finances. He lets her go do the job she wants to do. He treats her correctly and there's love and mutual respect. So it's beautiful. And one day he collapses and I think either he dies or he's just in a state where he's never going to help her. I can't recall. I just see him in a bed. Yeah, yeah, I remember that it's, he has a stroke or something and yeah. he can't communicate and all that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So she is now given to a new caregiver, which is like just seeing him, you just get a very unnerved feeling know. that he's just <laughs> yeah. a gross scumbag of yeah, this the world. He, yeah. Ugh, yeah. it's so disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, I know sure. it's a weird name. <laughs> yeah. Well, not weird, but like it's I remember his last name being really long reading it. But yeah. anywho, um, anyway, sure, sure. So they meet and he instantly asserts. Very, you know. I'm going to trigger warning, but he quickly has a sexual assault of her. Instantly within meeting, like she, she just kind of like, what do I need to do to, you know, just live life? And he's just like, if you need anything, this is what basically, if you're going to want anything, you're going to service me. And he makes her do yeah. something very yeah. disgusting in that office just so that she can get some control of her. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. For anything. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you want groceries? You ask me, you need gas. You ask me, you want this, everything. Mm-hmm. Like she, she's like, I've had control of my, my assets, everything for years. I can do this. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you're, you're a ward of the state. And if you want to not get, make it worse for yourself, I can make it much worse or we can get you locked up basically. So yeah. he's very threatening, he very yeah. much. And either it's that moment that he does something or it's a little bit later because I know her laptop gets broken and she needs a new laptop. So she has to go to him for money. Yep. (sighs) Yep. And that's when that happens. The assault happens and it's gross and disgusting and she feels gross and disgusting. And but she's just like, well, I know now she's already plotting. She's a very brilliant mind. So she's already plotting certain things. But um, she. Goes out, clubs, has a lovely time with a woman. Good for her. She, you know, she does all these little things that we have at that moment. That's not yet, because the other thing yeah, happens first. It's just yeah. a little bit Because that, that person is with her when yeah. he meets her. Yeah. So she, at a point, like, we're still with Lizbeth. She gets that, that assault to happen. And then she plots to get that caregiver what he deserves kind of thing. So she's mm-hmm. like, I need rent money. She sets this meeting up. She's like, I need rent money or something along those lines. And he's like, okay, well meet me at my house. And she's like, well, shit. But yeah. she gets there. She, you find out that she has a video camera in a bag. So she's going yeah. to record what she thinks is going to be the same assault as earlier. 
And it, like another trigger warning. This is the one scene that I watched to a point and then I just mute it and I look at my phone or something. I've seen mm-hmm. it. I don't need to see it again. Um, right. But it's, it's horrific. He, instead of do- doing what he did previously with the previous assault, he full on just annihilates her in the yeah. worst disgusting way you can possibly do. And he leaves and he's like, oh, do you need cab money? She's like, no, fuck off. Like, she just leaves. Like, she takes her back. She doesn't say anything. This horrible event happens. And then you see her limping home. Like, she's barely able to move. You see her get home, start taking off some of her clothing, and you see how bruised and cut up she is. Like, he just destroyed her in many ways. It cuts to maybe a few days later, she's now getting a tattoo ribbons around her ankle, which it was just to signify being um, away from her captivity. Like she's no longer chained to something. She's letting herself go. She's like, you know what? The world is going to come to an end due to me. So she's just broken free from it. And that's when she breaks in. To the guy's house, I think it's uh, right now. I don't think it goes into. She, she just tricks him. I yeah, think she, she says like, "Hey, I need more again. money," and so he lets her in, and then she's like, Surprise, And then she does it. So yeah, I don't think <laughs> <Yeah>. anything. <laughs> so this is another scene that I will watch halfway and then mute it and look at my phone. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think mm-hmm. anything happens with Michael at that point. I think it's mostly we're just seeing Elizabeth and her it's, little yeah. tiny yeah. thirty-minute time spam but she goes she tricks him she puts on the video like she knocks him out he wakes up in a very on the floor ankles tied arms above his off to the side of the bedpost not wearing anything and she's just like hi good morning and she looks freaking awesome though but she has this black makeup going over her eyes her hair is going she looks freaking badass and he's all so he's tied up she's standing over him yeah, and basically threatening the worst things to him if he doesn't comply to what she wants. If you don't tell the state that I'm doing great, if you don't apply in a few months to have my own release to my own custody, I'm going to release this video and everyone will know what a rapist pig you are, basically. Right. And so he's like, well, okay, I'll do it. And she goes, but before I go, I want to make sure that no matter who you interact with in life, they're going to know how despicable and what exactly you are. And he's like, I don't understand what's happening. And she stuffs his mouth, gets on top of him. She goes, this is where your quote come in. Hold him, hold still. I don't know what I'm doing, but there's probably going to be blood. And she starts tattooing freehand on his body, racist pig. And it's massive. It's not something that you can hide. And she said, if you if I find out that you're trying to get it covered, I'll release a video. If you try to bring a woman home, I'll release a video. If you do any this, this and this or tell anyone that's what's happening, I'm going to release the video. So he is literally stuck. And he she's just like, "Okay, great, great. Then she takes this is where I I mute and I look away. (laughs) But she takes. A dildo or a bar of some sort. But I think I yeah. think they in the book, it's an actual dildo. But anywho, she posi- positions it and kicks that thing in. And it's not a small kick like, you know, that boy, like he, his ass is broken in many ways, which oh, could be should have been worse. Oh, yeah. Poor, poor, yeah. Fella. <laughs> poor guy. 
Um, you're rooting, even though, yeah, it's so like, I just, my shoulders roll. Like I, you're like, Hmm, good for you. It's a clapping moment in the theater, like reading the book. Yeah. Yeah, You're like, yeah, Yeah. but you're like, "Mm." Oh, that's, Oh, so (laughs) then she goes out and parties. Like she's, she's really happy. She meets a, yeah, yeah, she meets a pretty girl. They hook up and she goes back to her house and she wakes up to Michael knocking at her door with coffee and donuts yeah. and doesn't really let her say no to come in. He just basically takes charge of the moment and walks in like he has a little idea of who she is. I think he does talk to her like her boss. Or she he talked to her in the book because I know the boss basically gave him the lowdown as well. And I can't remember if it was in the movie or if it was the book. I think she I think Mikhail or however you say it, Michael, he talks to her boss. Yeah. And and then that. Yeah. And he gives a little bit more life history of who she is. Like he he does go into a little bit more. So he's more prepared and how to kind of handle her. But um, he goes in Rooney or Elizabeth um kisses the girl goodbye. And she's like, let me are you sure you need me to stay or anything? And she's like, no, I've got it. And she basically is like looking at Mikkel, just like, I will cut you from ear to ear if you try anything. And that's what she's basically like. You take one yeah. step and you're dead. Like she threatens them in the best way. And I, can't, I wish I can tell you the line. I could just see her saying it, but it's so good. Um, or I can kill you in ways or something like that. Um, yeah. But he basically was like, he throws down this giant file that she wrote on him. And he's like, how did you get some of this information? Like she goes, I just, I'm really good at what I do. And he's like, no, 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 no. This is stuff that no one knows. Like, how did you get it? And she's just like, I just can't tell you my ways. I'm just that good. But he's like, I want you to help me find a killer of women. And because Michael has started to get, Ooh, it hasn't happened. It didn't happen yet. So Apologies, everyone. He, Mikkel meets his daughter. His daughter comes and stays. Yeah, I was wondering if you'd remember that. Yeah, I was like, I, I yeah. saw it, but I thought it was later. Um, yeah. But Mikkel, like, she comes and she's very sweet, but she's religious now, a little bit more on that side. And he's just like, whatever makes you happy. We just didn't raise you that way. But she's like, hey, I'm happy. And he's like, cool, cool. But they have a nice little lunch and he takes her back to the train and she's like, hey, don't let those Bible quotes or verses, I don't know what they're called, poems, thingies. Mm-hmm get you down. And he's like, the hell are you talking about? Like he doesn't get, um, that he's been researching these women that have passed in certain ways. Yeah. Like their murders unsolved, but they're all located in certain spots of where this company worked. I do believe where that comes a little later, but he, he finds several women. I think there's like four women that he comes across that have been murdered in very unique ways. He just doesn't realize they're biblical. And yeah. things that are left at that scene is something that is a quote Bible verse so, or says Magda or something. Harriet left a notebook with a list of five names. Yeah. And yeah. five digit numbers for each of them. That's what it was. That's yes. The, yeah. Like and initials. Yeah. yeah. There are Bible verses in the book of Leviticus. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the investigator originally thought they were just phone numbers. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. local phone numbers. And they're just random. They led to nothing. And that's when his daughter shows up yeah Yeah. okay yeah and they're messed up ways like one's left with an animal next to her or like it's just not good not good ways Mm -hmm. to die basically sexually assaulted all these different things but really shit ways to go out and so his his again his daughter's like don't be you know too hard on those 
biblical verses and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. What? And then he finds it. He reads these, those Magda 11, 15, 22 or whatever it is. And he you reads bet. it in it's little tiny proverbs of when a woman does this, she lays, when she right. lays with an animal, she dies like this. And so he realizes these verses coincide to how these women have died. And then that's where he goes to get Elizabeth. <laughs> Um, so then we're caught up now, everyone. Um, so he gets Lizbeth to come back and kind of gives the breakdown, shows her everything. And she just starts working instantly. Like it, it doesn't even happen, um, that they have a pause in anything. They're working together. Um, just talking things out. They've researched so much and things are now like, they're getting closer to what they think is happening. And one morning, he wakes up and the cat is dead on his doorstep in a gross way as well. Like he was like every, he calls it cat. He's like cat. Like he's looking for it one night. It didn't come in. He's like, Oh, it's okay. Hopefully. And that's when he sees him the next morning and him and Lizbeth are now on high alert and they still go their separate ways. She's going to go locate information about the locations of these women, a little dig, dig deeper of the company records. Cause they were noticing some things lined up with the company that, um, Henrik has yeah. and where these deaths kind of coincided. And then Michael is going to look for what spooked Harriet in this picture. Cause he has a few pictures of her from an opposite side of the street. So you see her looking and enjoying the parade and then looking to her left and freaking the fuck out and leaving. So he yeah. wants to know what scared her so badly. Yeah, so yeah. he goes back to that area where the parade was. He's looking around. He does a few things to find who the owner of a, f there's like some photo that showed the opposite, but not what he needed. So then he found, he did something to find the, the photographer, this woman. Yeah. I do remember like basically there's one photo that shows somebody that, as a camera. So then that points them to like, well, yeah. we mm -hmm. need to see what's on that camera. And then they get yeah. that camera and then they're like, okay, well, there's another one with someone else's camera. So we <laughs> yeah. So there, yeah, there's like, there's little, a, there's like, like a, a thing yeah. that covers his face or whatever. But yeah. So he's like, I need a different angle. This. Yeah. 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 So he finds, he tracks down the lady who took the picture. She was, Oh, that was our honeymoon. And of yeah. course I have all these pictures. So he, he's like, Oh, thank God you still have these things. And he starts going through it and he finds the lineup, what match and what this, um, what she had taken the opposite side of the street. And he doesn't recognize who it is, but it like Jeff said, there's like this insignia and such. So he's going to look into that. <laughs> I know that he goes back and he gets shot at, at that point. I know he gets back to the compound or the property. Right. He's yeah. walking around and something shoots at him yeah. and it like buzzes his ear. Yeah. yeah. Like cuts him pretty good. <laughs> and Lisbeth, I don't know exactly. Oh, I can't think exactly, but I she's, know what with Lisbeth and what she's doing, but I don't remember. Mikkel cottage. Well, she was um, still researching some of now. That's not yet. That's a little later. She's she, back at she the cottage. Yeah. She did take a trip back to, go after what's his face for a moment, a brief moment. Yeah. He was going to do stop something. Looking, stop looking at tattoo removal websites. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so she, she yeah, back. she went and came back. That's where she comes back and she meets him back up and because fixes she, him she up. She needed money 
She also, I think, needed more money for the surveillance equipment that she got. Yeah. She did get a bunch of cameras. Yeah, to set up around the the cottage after the cat dies. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, she goes, gets her business done. When she comes back, it's like perfect timing because he just, you know, almost lost an ear, almost lost his head. (laughs) Um, But she fixes him up and then sexy, sexy time happens between them, which good for them. Um. And then the next day they wake up and it's cold as hell in the house. <laughs> yeah, because it's freezing. Yeah, it's like always cold. Point, <laughs> uh, if I remember right, I think at that point, that's whenever they're like, well, we need to dig deeper. Yeah. While I investigate this, he sends her to the business. Yeah. Like, and he's yeah, like, I'm going to look into who this kid is in this picture. You so are going to go, yeah. yeah, find about the business. So Lizbeth gets there. She meets a grumpy lady receptionist that doesn't want to give her the time of day. But Lizbeth's like, she got the green card. She can do whatever the heck she wants. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mikkel, I think he goes back to the Nazi. He goes back to something because he finds pictures of Harriet in sexual ways as a child and not looking like she's good about it. And then that's also when she finds, he finds the picture of the sun. Cause he is with the Nazi. I think he's like, yeah. Yeah. Cause he's with the Nazi. The he gets from the Nazi. And he he's like, of, he sees the insignia yeah. and he's like, who, yes. who, who's this? And yeah. that's when he's yeah. like, Oh, that's, that's Skarsgård. When he was a kid, he was home. Martin. Yeah, Martin yeah. was home for the weekend or something like that. And everything starts to kind of tumble into his mind like, OK, this is setting up now. This is setting up. I just need yeah. to figure it out. So he wants to go dig a little deeper at Martin's home. Yes. Then he gets to Martin's home. No one's home. And I think that's like he finds the secret room. At that point, like he gets into the house, finds the secret room and he finds the pictures that way. He hears the this noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something is like, okay, what is this? And it's a secret door, basically. And he pushes through and he goes down and it's a torture dungeon, basically. Like there is a chair in the middle of the floor. There's an iron bed. There's these tools on the wall. A, like a drain in the middle of the floor like it it's not good it's not good and he's not mm-hmm. he's he's freaking the fuck out so he starts looking around and i think that's when he finds a box and that's where he has all these pictures he finds these pictures of harriet in compromising positions he finds pictures i think of other girls and he's like fuck it's martin martin's the killer martin killed harriet this is this is what it is um so he starts to hear a noise like maybe the car is coming up or he hears Martin talking and he runs upstairs and makes it out of the house he if he just like, if he if, the way he tries to get away is so, dumb so stupid yeah. was because like, like why'd you run that way <laughs> why, yeah. even even if you had just stepped out of the house closed the door and took maybe three steps to the side or three yeah. steps back and, and start walking forward making it look like you're on literally on your way but he like starts and, running away from the window so they all he has to do is look out the window and see right him. and yeah. so martin's like hey buddy and craig or Daniel Craig instantly turns around. He's like, Hey, I was coming to see you. Like, come on, yeah. dude. Like, 
that I get it. Your your anxiety, your your run or flight or run, like (laughs) which comes into play. Like he's like, come in, come in, we'll have a drink. He's like, oh no, it's okay. I was gonna go to bed. He's like, no, no, come in. It's better. Just you know, come on in. And then Martin starts talking to him, and he's like, you know what's so great about humans is that even though they know something's wrong, they will still want to do the polite thing and stay. So your biggest mistake was you should have just ran. Instead, you said, sure, I'll come inside with me. And that's whenever he does something to knock out. um, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So he comes up with a mask on. Yeah. Yeah, Like he puts on a gas mask and then he does that to Mikkel and he's gone for the count. And it goes to Lisbeth back where she's at this company um, that Henrik runs and she's going through all these different archives and she's pinpointing all of these locations that these women have died are places that the company either had a specific building or a growing like building of the building. So I think it's like every spot where they were acquiring yeah new yeah businesses and so there was which Martin was head of around yeah. yeah and so yeah. she gets to her own findings that it's Martin so she's running back yeah. as quickly as Godfrey, she can Martin's yeah, God, dad yeah yeah he dies and then two years later another woman gets murdered yeah so yeah she manages to relate to like the same school that Martin went to. Mm-hmm. So like, like it, it went from really Martin's. old murders to more yeah. recent murders and how they were slightly different, but still kind of still the same, but yeah. unsolved. Yeah. Like she finds all of this information and she's like, Oh no, no, this is not good. So she's fly like flying. She's riding her motorbike back and she's, <laughs> she's flying. flying. <laughs> she's so, so fast. Um, and then Mikkel wakes up. He's sitting. He's sitting at that point, I think, and then he gets raised to his feet. Yeah, so he's sitting at this time. His 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 arms are tied behind his back. His ankles are tied. He has he he. I think he has something. He already has a rope around his neck, like some kind of lift device around his neck. So he's sitting there, and in front of him is Martin at his little work table of death, and he's just talking. He's like, you know, it's really a beautiful thing. You don't understand it. You know, it started off so innocently and that he was attracted to his his niece or his cousin at the time, Harriet, or their siblings, weren't they? Yeah, they were. And he was like the father was sexually abusing Harriet. And then when he became of age, he was sexually abusing her as well. So both of them were doing despicable things. And so. He's just kind of like talking as if he's he bought flowers and it was the most beautiful thing in life. Like it's just this very beautiful thing to him, but it's horrific to anybody listening. And Mikkel's just trying to get out and he's still just talking about it. He's like, and then I went off and started, you know, I, I picked up what dad was doing and dad showed me the ways of, you know, what we needed to do. And these women kind of deserved it. If she didn't, she wasn't whoring around. She wouldn't have had this happen. If she didn't do this, you know, this wouldn't have happened. So he's just justifying the brutality of what he is. And then he's like, and then Harriet had to disappear. And, you know, she had to do it. And it broke dad apart. Didn't she hit dad? Well, he didn't actually. He like, he keeps asking Michael, like, about Harriet. 
Yeah, yeah like right. he's right. He doesn't really reveal that he doesn't know where she is. Yeah, he like he thinks he's asking about the investigation. He's really pressing him about it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like the audience isn't supposed to know that he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, and Mikkel thinks it's she. He was he. Martin was the killer anyway. Like yes. he doesn't. You know, he's but he just doesn't hasn't found that yet. But he feels that's the case. Martin's killed all these other women. Had to have killed Harriet because I think right before that day happened. She had a fight with the father and hits him and was like, I'm leaving. Yeah. And that's like the triggering point. So Martin's just like, or Mikkel's like, okay, you must've killed her to do whatever it was. Mm. And then, like you said, Martin's like, but you know, Harriet and Harriet was this and this. And what do you know about her? Tell me what you know. What did you find? And he's just like, well, you killed her or something like that. Like, he's like, mm-hmm. what do you mean, douche? Like, you're the one who did all yeah, this. He doesn't and really yeah. like. He's not coming together that Martin. Yeah, doesn't yeah, know. doesn't know. Like, he truly wants to know. And right. he Martin turns around and he's now ready. To, he has his little knife or something in his hand. Yeah. And he. The music. Yeah. And he turns on the music. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great it's so unnerving because it is yeah. such a great little melodic song that you're doing the you know like swaying back and forth and you're like why am i swaying to this moment <laughs> in this movie um but he lifts he turns on this little thing that lifts mikhail up and he's yeah. barely able to keep his toes on the floor and it's basically choking him it's a type of um harness i guess that's choking slowly the and he has is under his arms. He yeah, and it's holding so much of it. Yeah. Well, not yet. The bag under the head doesn't happen yet. That's but he's he still has something on his neck and it is choking him. Yeah, of some yeah, sort. So it's like whenever it's raised, it's like pushing him. So he doesn't have enough. And I think Martin's still like, you know, I've only ever dead women, but I mean, it's kind of exciting to do this to a right. guy. Like, right. this is kind of nice. And um that's when Lisbeth shows up and then he hears Lisbeth somewhere upstairs and he's like, well, I have a little bit of time. So he quickly puts a bag over Martin's or uh, Michael's head to start choking him, basically like suffocating him. Well, he does the bag. Yeah. Puts him up, cuts his shirt open. He doesn't hear Lisbeth at all. Though. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he has the no bag and he's slowly trying to breathe through it as well. Yeah. And he's trying to find a part like on his body to like puncture probably like just enough mm-hmm. to hurt him and but yeah. keep him alive for a while because he's going to do a lot of disgusting things. And that's whenever. Lisbeth hears and does something because I think she comes down at that point, sneaks up on him. Yeah, she sneaks up behind him with uh, with a golf, golf club. club yeah. yeah. And she yeah. whacks the f- so good. It's so good. And he just goes down. She gets um, so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. Like, so whenever <laughs> she gets um, Michael down and she starts taking it off, she's like, can I kill him? He's like, yes. So <laughs> I love that she asks. Him. Yeah, yeah she asks like, because there's kill him. <laughs> and that's what I loved about the chemistry that Daniel had with Rooney. They are, were so perfect because that's exactly the chemistry they had in the books. This, these two characters that you would never expect to intertwine the way they do and have so mm. much respect and admiration yeah. and you just got oh i can't oh i just got goosebumps again can't say enough the chemistry of those two and mm-hmm. what they did with these characters because when she does ask you, she would not have asked anybody else but her that one nice caregiver right. and her boss yeah. everyone else can go fuck off but she's telling this person 
she wants their approval, like their go ahead. So he's like, yes, please do it. Um, and when she's doing that, Martin gets up, half his cheek is cut open, his lip is hanging, and he runs out. Or he runs out first, and then she gets him down to make sure he's okay, and then asks to kill him. And he's like, yeah. yeah. So she's like, cool. So she's running after him. Martin gets in a car. He's running down the road of the icy road or rainy road. She gets on her mm-hmm. motorbike and is going full force right behind him. And something along the lines, like he does some, Martin does something while driving that he fucks up and he crashes into, he like flips his car. I don't think she made him flip his car, but he did something. She she passes him and like he tries to hit her and he accidentally like overtakes. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes flipping. Yeah. And he lands in a horrible way. He's hanging there and you see, and I love this shot too. Like she, the shots upside down from Martin's viewpoint. And you see her get up or up, not upside down, but it's still like mm-hmm. floor yeah. up. You're seeing floor up instead. Um, so you see her coming off her motorbike and looking badass and taking out a gun and cocking it. And she's on her way to go kill him. And the car explodes. Yep. And Martin is no more. So um, they get back or it just flashes to Mikkel being okay yeah yeah and talking to henrik and he's just kind of like you know it was martin that ended up doing this well this is what happened to harriet we just still don't know what happened after that day like i'm sorry and henrik was just kind of like you know you tried and now i'm thinking because i know he's just kind of like it's okay but i think mike michael wanted to figure out one other thing like he had one other person he wanted to find so i was trying to find harriet yeah, before yeah. he goes to see Henrik, they start to piece together the possibilities of... Of her well, being no, alive. Yeah, we know what Martin was, but where is Harriet still? Yeah, and, and I think and something it. triggers them to find another niece. Yeah. Yeah, so he already talked to her earlier. Yeah, she... Oh, that's right. She. They did talk, and she's like, I don't know what to tell you. She was there one second, gone the next. You know, it's whatever. Something triggers him to go see her again. I just don't remember exactly what. I think it was the courier of who sent he, the photos he or the board on the wall and sees yeah. her photo. Yeah, he sees her photo and then it just cuts to them yeah. at her place. Okay. Yeah, because he shows up and he talks to her, and I can't think of her name, the actress's name either, but she's in a lot of things. She's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um but he sits her down and she's like, I'll tell you kind of what happened. And he's like, yes, please do. And that's I think he already knows who she is, but he lets her tell the story. Or he says, yes, please do Harriet. Something along those lines. But he's very 100 percent certain who this person is at this point. But she tells the story like, you know, she maybe he doesn't know. Anywho, <laughs> she starts telling the story of that day like she was very close to her cousin who she's pretending to be. Mm-hmm. And she was just kind of like, you know, my, that life was horrible, sexually assaulted almost every single day, had a fight with a father. And I knew I had to get out. I was going to die. If I didn't, I knew what I, I just stopped and I was going to tell everyone what's happening. And so I devised a plan with my cousin. And so they let, she goes to a parade and that's when she sees Martin, which he wasn't supposed to be there. 
And she knew I'm, I'm doomed if I don't do anything. So, um, when they come back to the party, there happened to be a wreck on the bridge and they found that this was like the perfect opportunity because all the men of the, of this family are helping this wreck at this time, because it's a very small Island and it's far away from the city. There's only one way in and one way out. So everyone's all hands on deck when this wreck happens. And they take that opportunity of all eyes looking somewhere else to get Harriet in the trunk of a car, the boot of a car and gets taken out by the cousin, her cousin. And no one's checking the outgoing. There's, there's no wrong doing. They're just making the slow movement of coming in and out of that, that little Island. And so they go right past the whole family. They go right past all the officers. And from that point on, Harriet took on the persona of her cousin and her cousin took on a persona of some woman. I don't know because she wanted to get away from the family. These are probably the only two good people in this entire family, but the cousin took on a whole other name. She's like in Australia with many babies and happy life kind of thing. And Harriet has been living under her cousin's name, has a successful business and living life. And Mike Mikel's just like, I'm so happy for you. This is who's dead. And like, I think you're set, but Henrik wants, yeah, you're safe. Henrik want like, come home if you can. And she's like, I don't know if I will, but she kind of leaves it at that. Like maybe. So Mikel goes back, tells Henrik everything. And he's, and Henrik's like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. But he's just like, you know, she, she didn't want you to not have a good birthday and she loved you dearly. And she just wanted, she was thinking what she was doing was this beautiful kindness. And in fact, it was torturing him for 20 something years. Right. Yeah. And so, um, he leaves and either that's whenever she comes in or we find out that they do meet up and Harriet comes and is with Henrik. Yeah. Um, Lisbeth is back home. Her and Mikkel leave beautifully and Mikkel goes back to the magazine, the lover lady and they're celebrating. This was a good thing. And, um, Lisbeth is in the assumption that those two will be something or they have something. Yeah. Which technically, okay. If you guys have read the books, you would get it. Like she's fully in the right because they kind of acted that way in the books. Like this is going to be much more, but they never solidified anything. Well, she's going to go surprise Mikkel with a leather jacket for his motorbike, I think. And so she's really excited and she's coming over to come give it to him. And that's when she spots him walking out with the lover lady. And she just dumps this beautiful jacket in the dumpster and like fuck life and drives off. (laughs) And Mikkel doesn't even do anything with the lady. So it's all assumption. Yeah. But yeah, and then he goes off and they're like, well, you saved the company business. What are you going to do now? And he's like, I don't know. I'm going to save more kids. Like, he's just (laughs) he doesn't know what he's going to do in life yet. But that's basically where it ends. Like, they both go their separate ways. Yeah. (sighs) There's a whole thing with the Vennerstrom and Lisbeth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Emptying their bank accounts more. Yeah. 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 It was great. Like, they did. She does. She's freaking badass. But yeah, I that movie. Yeah. One of the yeah. one of the best. I am shocked. I remembered what I remembered you and put it into order. <laughs> it's a lot to remember, and you remembered a lot. And I think if if you weren't trying to remember it, yeah. you would have even gotten even more. Oh, you definitely. Missed too much. No, it was just like getting everything. Like, yeah, 
in the cohesively right yeah together because yeah. that was my worry i was like i feel like when anytime you retell a movie or tell someone about a movie or a show you just do your excited happy moments that you love yeah and it's that's it and you're like the in-betweens <laughs> The in-betweens matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the connective but tissue. It's yeah. Like, how did yeah. we get here? I'm like, I don't know, man, but this happened. <laughs> well, especially this movie, because yeah. it does, it doesn't bounce around chronologically Mm-mm. too much, but it does bounce around. Like you said, it's multiple storylines. You're mm-hmm. learning a little bit about this character, yeah. a little bit about that one, all while they're trying to figure out this big mystery. Mm-hmm. And what I found yeah. later, because reading the book was watching the movies i understood a little bit better about like you said it's not necessarily chronological but it is but what you're seeing the time span of what we're seeing with michael at the beginning is happening at the same time of what we're about to see with lizbeth so like they're happening parallel at the exact same time yeah so that like after i learned that i was like oh that makes that helps me like put certain how it's all together it's like god that has to be a long ass time between these things and no it's just exactly like parallel timeline right there yeah 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 that's the movie you get to guys. Go see it. i know i'm so excited it's been a couple months <laughs> yeah it's been longer for me so i'll definitely i haven't watched it in such a long time and i haven't really actually watched it all the way through like just you're good oh sitting, just do it, it yeah I, and i think trent reznor did the whole Marcus. score hmm? i think that was the and first movie he's ever done the whole score for which Atticus i'm a i'm a fan Ross. of him yeah yeah um, so yeah when i heard about it that he was doing that i was so excited because i've he's so brilliant with music anyway but it was his first score instrumental it was his second because he did uh social network first yeah you're right for this yeah yeah but still that was great and it was it was perfect music because nothing was over symphony it's just very subtle the entire time it's like suspense thriller Mm -hmm. background music Mm -hmm. yes so good just to keep the tension yeah yeah Okay, well then, you and I are going to go watch the movie, and I'm assuming Jeff is. Are you going to watch it? I mean, it? I've already seen it, but I can watch it again. Oh, there's nothing prep, wrong with watching watch it, it again. For I watched it like two weeks ago. Oh, oh that's okay. fine. That's enough with time the to pass. This was going to happen. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> then, at least Stephanie and I have to go watch it, oh. and then we'll come back and we'll talk about all the parts that we missed and stuff like that. Yeah, you um, got to watch it with Lish, though, because Lish likes the darker stuff too so if she hasn't seen it she's gonna freaking love it yeah i don't i don't think she has seen it i think she'll just be she'll fall asleep disturbed as everyone should be a normal human being yeah, watching normal, some of these normal. scenes but but I, yeah i think she'd like it <laughs> i think so um but speaking of being disturbed so one lesson that we clearly can learn from this movie is mm-hmm. don't just be polite <laughs> let me ask you something why don't people trust their instincts? They sense something is wrong. Someone is walking too close behind them. You knew something was wrong. But you came back into the house. Did I force you? Did I drag you in? No. All I had to do was offer you a drink. It's hard to believe that the fear of offending can be stronger than the fear of pain, but you know what? It is. Well, uh, you went and watched the movie. Mm-hmm. I did too. I forgot to keep notes, but stupid, man. shameful. Um, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> it's fine. This is your episode anyway. Um, well, so, I was, I was going to ask you, Michael, uh-huh. since you watched it, 
Did you notice anything that Stephanie missed? Well, I know that we got some stuff out of order. Mm -hmm. Okay. But for the most part, from what I could remember that, you know, Stephanie did most of the recalling of that movie, but um, from what I could tell, there wasn't really anything that you forgot, but you definitely got it out of order. And there was a couple things where like you skipped ahead whenever you were recalling like, oh, that's true. Yeah. Like, yeah. You were skipping ahead and giving details. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you said, oh, wait, no, that's later. And then you got confused. Like, like whenever we were talking about uh, the discovery of the photo. Yeah. Um, at the Nazi's place. What was his name? Nazi. Henrik. Nazi. No, that's, that's the main guy. <laughs> we could just call him Nazi. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Doesn't need a name. <laughs> but when you were at the house, uh, um, you know, he only discovers the photo of like, I think uh, during army or something like that uh, mm-hmm. but like a trench photo and one blurred person in the corner that he thought looked like the guy from that was covered up in the school uniform yeah but he didn't discover the naked photo of harriet mm-hmm. until um after he was almost killed in the basement yeah 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 that wasn't discovered anywhere else it was just hey i also found these down in the basement yeah yeah, I completely yeah. forgot that was in the movie. I, the whole but it, photos of Harriet. It's yeah. real quick, though, too. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and those, that's what really stunk is because you do. And he shows it to Harriet, which yeah. is like not nice. She's <laughs> like, the these, I found them. <laughs> yeah, he shows it like, to her. She's like, gee whiz, says, thank you. Are these you? <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you bringing this up again. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, this? <laughs> And then she has to explain that, yeah, her dad was raping her and mm-hmm. then her, her brother. brother took over after she had hit him in the head when he was drunk. And that's why he was found dead. Drunk. Yeah, I was that kind of actually drove me nuts because I kept seeing the scene in my head even after we ended the call. And I was like, I know it's important, but what happened? <laughs> so when that finally happened in the movie, I was like, OK, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. It, I needed that conclusion of why I knew and why it stuck in my head so hard. It wasn't just a mm-hmm. hit. Like, that's what ended up killing him. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, because we all knew he was dead already yeah. because they said that he was found drowned. But yeah. then you find out why. Yeah, because she killed him. Yeah. Sorrows. <laughs> yeah, and I think you pretty much, if I remember right, you pretty much got it right. The story of how she ended up being able to escape. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was in the trunk of the car. Yeah. But she assumed the identity of her cousin mm-hmm. and then her cousin disappeared with her. Her life, basically. Right. Yeah. And like, yeah. I think she said, she like, she's her, off somewhere mm-hmm. living life not happily. With her husband. Yeah. Because uh, I thought it said that, I thought they said that the husband had to stay behind and put up like the charade that he was married to Harriet. Yeah. But wasn't some, actually. Yeah. Some. I thought that's uh, what it said. I think it wasn't explained very well in the movie. No, it it has a little more about that in the book. Yeah. 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 Because there wasn't enough to explain what her cousin did. Yeah. No, and I feel like it was discussed. It didn't like this. This specific story doesn't go past the book, but it comes up in random conversation. And I feel like that goes a little more into one of the other books. Like they bring it up, but I would know that they go into more specifics. Like, yeah, she had to like live a double life so long with the husband of some sort. And I, I, I feel bad because I read these so long ago <laughs> and it's one of those book series. And I'm like, no, I'm okay. I don't want to reread it, but 
it is it does delve so yeah. much more as most movie adaptation of books are like there's so much more detail but it has a lot more detail about how she escaped how her cousin helped her where her cousin is now in life how like you know everything like both of those people just basically put the family to bed like they don't have anything but better happier life now so and the but, um the uh, when his daughter comes to visit and she says, go easy on those Catholics that you're investigating mm -hmm. because yeah. he assumes he, she, he is investigating Catholics and he has no idea why. Mm -hmm. And then she says like the, the Bible verses. Yeah. And that's yeah. what gets him to go. The oh, Bible. Verses. <laughs> yeah. Light bulb. Yeah. And he doesn't discover any of the cases except for one. He only gets one of them and figures out it's yeah. a victim it's initials. Mm -hmm. um, she discovers all the others. She takes the Bible yeah. verses Lizbeth. and she does the police tour. To go find out. Yeah. Yeah. The only other scene that you really like really glossed over was when she assumes the identity of somebody else and goes after Venishton's. Mm. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. But well, we kinda mentioned that that we Yeah. Forgot yeah. to mention it. Yeah, she she takes <laughs> the on the fake end. identity. It feels like forever though, when you're watching the movie, you're like, yeah. This is long. Long scene. <laughs> it's like but right it's after kinda the cool. end of climax. It is a good I whenever I was rewatching it and it did have that ending, basically ending scenes. And that's when she, you know, goes into the whole thing. I was like, that so ties in the stuff that she did at the very beginning, because I forgot she was starting her own investigation of that guy and, you know, putting in some information. I was like, I remember when that part came up in the very beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, this ties into something very important at the very end. <laughs> and then at the very end, you see her do what she did. And I was like, brilliant. I love this but woman she, even more. She did it before uh, Mikhail. Yeah. Bloom, Blom, 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 Blomkist. Blomkist. <laughs> um, she did it for him because yeah. I don't think she was going to do it no matter what, until they have the conversation yes. in the hotel where he says like, so she's like, what will happen to him? And he's like, well, they'll go to trial do this. Maybe he'll go to prison, but probably not. Yeah. Um, money, money gets you out of things. Here's that the very next scene is when they're at coffee and she asks for the cash to go mm -hmm. buy all this fake identity stuff. And then she goes and does it to bring yeah. him down. And that's what I kind of really loved about the relationship is she doesn't care about anybody around her except specific people. Mm -hmm. And he instantly, even though he kind of scares her when he first meets her because he just shows up and she didn't want to have that kind of contact. There was an instant him understanding her that put her at a certain ease that she went, OK, let me step back. You're yeah. this and this. And I think what I really like about that is that it shows you how different she is with people that she does truly care about versus the rest of the world around her. That she was originally looking into this guy just probably out of more curiosity. That's why she started it. But then mm -hmm. what she could do with that information is helped by her relationship with Mikkel mm -hmm. and how he's changed her perspective on things. So I I can never say enough. Even reading the books, they were just so they worked so well together. And it, he didn't, I loved it. He didn't treat her poorly. No. He didn't make any assumptions. No. He was direct with her and then treated her with respect. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you do good work. I like yeah. people that do good work and mm -hmm. yeah. And none and, of it uh, was even misogynistic in a way like, Oh, mm. you did well for a woman. Like it never came and considered where you think that she probably gets that a lot. 
especially even that caregiver guy is like, oh, what are you doing? Just getting coffee. You know, like, no, there's more. So I think that's also another play on it, too. Like, he just doesn't treat it as or even tries to hit on her or anything like that. He just kind of respectfully gives her the world around her to be who she is, which I just love it. Yeah. So, uh... How'd you, you guys? Question, Jeff, your host. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you think the movie was after rewatching it? Still love it so much, even though it's really messed up. <laughs> yeah, it is messed up. It's intense, mm-hmm. but really, it's only intense for those scenes. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I haven't read the books or anything like that, so I don't know what the intention of this story is. If it's supposed to be a story of redemption, a story of this, like I don't know what the actual intent of the story is, but. Mm-hmm. Like it's only intense for those things. Otherwise, it's a good, just little mystery thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. I don't yeah. know if I, it'll be like a repeat watch thing because once it is one of those things. Like once you know the twist, um, you know you kind of know the story. Yeah. So I don't. It's not as I I wouldn't be able to get into it as much as I did just rewatching this. But it was good. Yeah, I liked it. It wasn't as confusing as I remembered it being. Yeah. It does bounce around a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's not as confusing as I remember it. Being. It's the names. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Like, oh, yeah, because he yeah. spouts off like all these family members and he's like, well, it's the cousin of this person mm-hmm. and this daughter of so-and-so. And really, you didn't even know any of it. Yeah. When they start talking about Martin and like the younger version of him, if you don't know his name, <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. You're like, which one are they saying? Yeah. Or which yeah. one? It's a family member, I guess. <laughs> but I, if you, I remember when I did the rewatch, I was watching it. I know you guys have talked about it in your previous podcast. That's like you kind of really pay attention yeah. to things, and a lot of stuff just kind of like I noticed it, but I never really thought on those things. I noticed, but it's if you do watch, he does or my, Daniel Craig does look like a little confused, like in telling spouting off all these people. And he's like, and you don't talk to them. Like, oh, no, I don't talk to them. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, why are we? Ta- why are we? You know, like you can just see the already building frustration of who's who and how I'm going to talk to any of these people. They don't talk to each other and they're, you know, but you do recognize his facial expression, just kind of like. Another name, another yeah. name. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If they had not made it extended family, because Heinrich or Henrik, he took over guardianship of the kids, mm-hmm. um, Harriet and Martin, Martin. Mm-hmm. after the father died. Um, but they were his ne- niece and nephew. So if it was just like direct line, it would have been easier to keep track of. Yeah. But because they, he took over guardianship. Like when you think of Henrik and he's trying to figure out this mystery, it's just in your head, you're thinking, Oh, he's taking care of his children, but it's not his children. It's his niece and nephew. And, mm-hmm. and they were cousins with this other girl. And yeah, just, <laughs> it made yeah. it more complicated than it yeah. really needed to yeah. be. Yeah. And it still would have felt like the same mystery, but whatever. Yeah. I imagine if it was just Henrik and his daughter. Or, yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> Right. Daughter's missing. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. So, did any of you see the Swedish films? Yes. Mm. But you- it it has been. I literally only watched them once, and same. yeah, same. When they first came out, so it's been ten years mm-hmm. more. 
I can't tell you without it getting mixed up with what I remember reading, <laughs> but they were really good. That's how I came across that actress. And all of a sudden her name went out of my mind. Uh, knew me. Yeah. Knew yeah. me. Price. Pice. Rapace. Rapace. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. But she was a, a, just amazing in that yeah, too. Really good. And those movies are really good. But if you're not into reading subtitles or if you happen to know the language, please watch them. But if you're good with reading subtitles and which I don't mind, I really do enjoy a lot of foreign films and I watch a lot of things with subtitles, even if it's in English, I prefer closed captions on. But those movies were really good. I just for some reason, this specific U.S. version hit me in all the right ways oh yeah there's just it's just such a very good film 2009 by the way that the the swedish, swedish film came out yeah and then only the two years one? two years later the new one came out it's like they were you know like maybe somebody had heard it was being made and the books were bestsellers and so they were like oh, we should just go ahead and make an English version. Let's go ahead and do it, not even wait for it to be released. They had to have been filming it like almost at the same time. I feel like they did film the Swedish films together, majority yeah, of them. I, guess they I feel like out. they did like a roundabout, like they were filming, filming the three. The next two came out uh, the next year. Yeah. So they came out in the same year. Yeah. yeah. I'm still yeah. very depressed, and I can't remember exactly why it was canned, because they did have it set up like Rooney and Craig signed on to do a few more films and then something happened. I can't, I don't remember if they lost the rights or like scheduling conflicts, but I was very depressed because I was just very excited to see more of Lisbeth's stories. Cause Craig only comes in so much that I remember. Um, but it was, I was very excited, but those whole story, like the whole end up thing is just basically her redemption and her revenge on all the messed up, fucked up shit that she had to go through and the terrible people that deserve these things. So like that, her caregiver comes back and does some shit and then she has to deal with that. And that steamrolls into a couple other things and so on and so forth. And it goes into who her father was and yeah, why she was brother. in the state of the ward. Yeah. All these different, all these little things, but it's more so like, she does get it. Like puts herself in certain situations where she is used for her great espionage. If you want to look at her, her spy ways, but mm -hmm. it is just mostly like the major theme of these books together is revenge and redemption for herself. Mm. But they are yeah, messed the, up. <laughs> budget was ninety million, and the gross worldwide was two hundred thirty-two million. Yeah, it did but really well. Opening weekend uh, was terrible. It was like only yeah. I was million. gonna say I had a feeling. I was pretty sure that the reason they didn't keep going is uh yeah, it didn't do as great as they thought it was going to. I remember it, seeing it in the theater. Oh, I did go to make, see it. You have to make back your money plus you basically have to double your money before you start seeing profits. Yeah. On movies, so they barely made a profit. That's so good. Yeah. I will like like watching it with that you know different view like the very beginning opening credits beautiful but too long but oh yeah no it's really cool like but it was six like, minutes or something yeah, it's really long i ended up like fast forwarding it because i'm You're like i James usually Bond, do okay 
Yeah, it was a little <laughs> much. It was really cool to watch, but I was just like, okay, this could have been a 45 second thing instead of yeah. a four minute opening for what you it's okay to have yeah. all of your list of things of people doing what at the end of movies. I sometimes don't mind at the very beginning movies, as long as it kind of feels good with it. This does. I remember I always fast forward that part when I'm watching yeah. it on my mind. <laughs> Too long. You're talking always about the, the opening credits. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's really cool. Of immigrant song. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, I like that song, but they just paid for like, the, the yeah, but, well, I guess so, yeah. but sitting Might there well and watching it. yeah you gotta use all of it <laughs> intro for yeah. the whole time it's, it's like listening long. to uh jeff and i always like recalling back to uh speed, speed. yeah <laughs> half the Just movie's over by now <laughs> yeah, yeah. the runtime the entire elevator shaft <laughs> yeah. to get to the bottom <laughs> yeah it only works if you're the james uh, bond movie because yeah. you yeah. got some pop stars singing a really catchy song and and they're always such was, good songs yeah <laughs> something cool about effects. the uh, when this came out i think is why they did that but yeah it was a little bit more happening i would mm-hmm. say yeah well when did uh when did westworld premiere westworld because was that was later six was six like, years ago yeah I was Seven? Say at least 2015 or later yeah, because uh, they did take a small break between because of COVID for like the last really season. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, they were pretty on point with their every year, which is another thing I'm going to cry about because I want it. I need that last season or give me a last little movie. Well, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen past season two, so you can't. That's what Let's, happened to me. And then I rewatched it and I and I fell absolutely <laughs> in love with this world. I think yeah. like. Uh, Girl with Dragon Tattoo, the opening sequence inspired all of the opening sequences for Netflix and several other shows. Yeah, I think they're so. always shows. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. I was I was trying to think which one came first. Did they do this and then it inspired oh, those, this. or did yeah. they see all those shows that were doing it and then it inspired yeah. this? Mm, like, definitely, yeah, everybody started doing those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Love VFX, it. physics, Sims, all that. Always. Awesome. Laid over with some song, yeah. Anyway, it was yeah. good. I liked it. I liked all the actors. They're great. Daniel Craig was great. Ringo mm-hmm. was great. Don I always, whenever I think of this movie, for some uh, reason, I think of Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, it has a like vibe. A, yeah, the same vibe, the same kind of thriller aspect. There's a serial killer. There's an yeah, investigator trying to track something down. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I can man. watch Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> right? There's no Jodie Foster with a country accent. No. It's so good, though. It is good. Good movie. The whole, I like all of the Lecter films, all yeah. the the whole Same. world of it. And I will die on the hill of absolutely wishing they continued with the Hannibal show. Like, that is still hands down one of the most beautiful shows you can watch. It's gross, but oh, you can literally freeze frame any, yeah. epi- like, any scene in that show. And it could be a disgusting thing, but you're still like, that's so artistically beautiful. <laughs> You know, I never finished that show. I only got to oh. through season two, I think. Just well, it, it finishes, but it doesn't finish. So yeah. it's Mads but Mikkelsen. He's just so good. He's a cool, Mads. dude. He's so great. I would like to hang out with him. <laughs> he just has a good presence on screen. Mm-hmm. You do watch him without realizing you're even if he's like off to the side, you're kind of looking at him. Mm-hmm. He's very much that kind His of character sucked in Casino Royale, but he he really did. Was, yeah, but he was still good. <laughs> 
Like, and I just rewatched yeah. all of those too, and I'm like, you're you're right on par. He they yeah. missed they missed him missed doing so much better. Yeah, but he's good on screen. Like you can't help but notice mm-hmm. him. And then he was noticed. Like that was one of his bigger breakout movies. Yeah, yeah. No, the um one of the people rewatching it, and I remember every time I do watch this movie that I sit there and I go, oh hey look, it's him. Is Joel McKinnon? Oh, I have one too, but yeah. And it's, he's only in the opening scene and then later on at the Millennium magazine that they own. And I, right. I, I really oh, do love the, the goatee, the blonde. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that yeah I've like actually, I've always loved him in a lot of things. And one of yeah, my, like you him. know, he's just brilliant. So rewatching it the other day, I was like, oh gosh, Joel, he's I really the, wish the he was in more. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yes. God. That show. show. Yeah. He's also, uh. Whatever that guy's Rebel name. Cap. Rick Flag. <laughs> yeah, Rick Flag. Rick Flag. It's the only. Ones. Yeah, I love him. I just love him, so I can't fault him for horrible scripts. Like I feel like he, him and uh, Mikkel's sister, who is the lawyer. I feel like yeah. they were planted in the film with the anticipation of doing a trilogy. Yes. Cause, yes, because his character does come up a little later. I just can't remember Mikhail's, exactly yeah, how he's Mikhail's used. Mikkel's sister is an attorney, and I know mm-hmm. that she's oh, involved yes. in like the third film. But she literally is just like a quick blip in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But she is really involved in like the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like. And I know Joel's character was too. And I just can't think of his name, but I know he like does some shysty stuff or something. I feel like he does something shysty. But when you said, uh, you notice someone, it's like, oh, it's that guy. I I said the same thing with (laughs) Julian Sands, the the young version of Henrik. Yeah. Yeah. I see him and everything. Oh, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Julian Sands. Arachnophobia. It's good. That's what I think no, let's not. <laughs> and they're making a remake of that. It's like, who, who why? No, what audience please. are you finding to want to watch this, you sick freaks? Sorry for all those people that do like spiders, but there's something wrong yeah. with you if you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, going into some of the act- actors I was telling Jeff about, it was like Robin Wright. Absolutely yeah. love her, <clears throat> love her as this character. And, but it's the accent that kills me. It's as if she's trying, like she's consciously remembering to do an accent versus just mm-hmm. letting it naturally go. Because majority of this cast suck at doing this accent. Daniel Craig yeah. doesn't even try. Like you hear clipped no. words, but he doesn't even try. It's still Daniel Craig. Yeah. So if they had let Robin just kind of like maybe go with it, I felt like she was trying so hard to keep it. It just came off as her just that trying so that was the only thing I can say about her in the movie that she wasn't, she was wonderful. And I wish I could, again, everybody in this stuff, in this movie, it's like, I would love to see them do more in this world because they were so good for that character. But it was just, yeah, it's like, don't try so hard. I know it's a really difficult accent for anybody, but it's okay. (laughs) They weren't holding anyone to a high bar (laughs) on getting that accent. Rooney does an amazing job. Keeping that again, this is like one of her. She deserved every award that came at her for this role. Just what else do you uh, keep notes on? I have a nice, lovely list, but um, one of my favorite things is that I was. I know it's one of the things I noted multiple times, but didn't really think about why I was noticing it. Is the very first time we see Martin, he's in a horrible lighting. And it's very sinister looking. And then he steps out and does this smile. And even then the smile is a little unnerving, but you just don't because everyone just greets him happily. 
mm-hmm. you let your mind just kind of, oh, okay, it's just bad lighting. You know, like it, you just kind of set it aside. And then you see, of course, the crippling of who he is later. And it just kind of is really cool that the very, very moment, the first moment we see him does not look good compared to everybody else that you meet has decent enough lighting, even the Nazi guy. Like there's certain things that everyone else had besides Martin. And I don't know if they did that on purpose yeah. or it's just something I noticed. Um, but that was one thing I um, wanted to take note of. And also the, the compound, like the property itself is a, if you're looking at the property, all these houses that Wenger has, that's a beautiful property, but it's in this just very harsh environment environment and that's kind of exactly what these these people are it's like on the outside it's beautiful but if you really look closely these are not great people so i don't again know if they did that on purpose to kind of bring this settlement to it but those are the few things i remember thinking about randomly watching these movies the multiple times i've watched it but definitely wanted to take note of that this movie does do the uh, one of the classic things with a mystery is you know purpose purposeful misdirection like mm-hmm. they try to set up martin as beyond reproach he only says the right things yeah he's, ni- he's nice to mikhail like he gives him full access and he, he's the one that's like just give him access to the company like mm-hmm. what do we have to hide and yeah. so it purposely is driving the audience to be like if they don't already know the twist yeah for them to be like oh it can't he's be a stand-up like, dude he's, yeah he's yeah. trying to help them as much as anybody else it's like oh but no it's him yeah, yeah. um there was one scene that I did like the subtle detail of this when they're having dinner with Martin. Oh, and the wind. Yes. The wind is actually a scream. Yeah. And oh. it's so subtle. It's so subtle. Oh, it's, it does that. sound like, mm-hmm. uh, like wind moving through, you know, a cracked door. Yeah. But it's really screaming. <laughs> I mowed that. <laughs> I made he, that note as well. The girl down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he even mentioned it. He's like, I just had, so whatever her name was in that, in that cage, cage yeah. a yeah. couple days ago. I love the, the comeback, yeah. yeah, the circling back to it, because that's one of the big paragraphs of my notes, too. It's, <laughs> they do that. And then they do break that, bring that sound back later to make you realize, yes, it is wind that very well can make this house sound that way, but mm-hmm. it was this very chilling and knowing that and then re-watching it yeah, after first time seeing it and watching it, yeah. you're like, oh, that's so creepy. Yeah. Yeah. That you heard it and made no connection. And it, that's really upsetting because if you really think too hard, like I do on things that you sit there and you're like, how many times have you've heard something like that? And you, it's, it's really upsetting because it's so quick to dismiss a sound when you, it could be something so yeah. much worse. He, Easy he thing so to casually. dismiss. Yeah. 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 He, <clears throat> he talks about his dad and how he was sloppy and leaving his trophy bodies all around. He's mm-hmm. like, and I, I did better, but he was giving him grief for the way he did things. And yet he still is just killing people. Cause he was like a racist, Money. like yeah. Um, yeah. whenever he explains that, whatever that girl was, I can't remember her name uh, that he says was in the cage and then he killed her. Mm-hmm. And he said, who was she? She was nobody, but an immigrant whore. And yeah. just, mm-hmm. Still just killing people because you're prejudiced against them. And yeah. that's how you picked your vic- victims. But yeah. yeah. It's so gross. So gross. So, so gross. gross. <laughs> so gross. So I just, gross. yeah, he just, and I love that actor. So I try really hard with certain actors that I've seen do some very 
dark roles, and this is one of those that I'm like, okay, look past it, look past it, look past it. Don't think of him. As he did it <laughs> so well because he does. Yeah, because he does do it so well. Even and after the look, reveal, ugh. the best part. Yeah, so you can look past it since this movie doesn't show him actually commit any of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't do like a flashback of him committing any of the mur- murders. Mm-hmm. It's just him talking about it, which is good enough because like he can deliver it that way. But yeah, um, but yeah, you can imagine it so bad. well. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, like, for the things that the film didn't show, the things that they did show is still, in my opinion, a little too much. Like, the sexual assault scenes. Right. I'm like, the first major one, whenever she was recording it, I was like, this went on a little too long. Yeah. You don't have to show it. And I understand where people are like, we want to make it real. You want to do this and this. Think about the subject that you're making visible. You can still do so much without having to show so much or hear so much. Like, there's certain things, like, and I bring it back to actually John Wick with the puppy scene. You don't have to see oh, the puppy actually yeah. getting hurt. You can hear it to an extent and then see the aftermath of. So you can kind of do that with a lot of these type of, you know, assaults, right. anything like that. Yeah. You don't have to, even if you want to show the grittiness and the realism of it, you don't have to. And if you do, you don't have to go to that extent. So I will say the few times that we do have it in this film is a little bit much, especially that main first one. And you're supposed to feel the gravity of it and how it just breaks yeah, her. Because it's the the balance with what she does to him. Yeah. Is, I yeah. think is what they were trying to. Yeah. yeah. And the brutality of it. Like you do see like, OK, if they did cut away so much and you see her crippled, you know, the way she was walking and the way she was hurt later, you're like, OK, but what all did he do? Well, you don't have to see it all, in my opinion. Yeah. Do you remember but, the the original with the Swedish film? Do you remember uh, how that was compared to this one? No. And I know I, even this, when I rewatch this movie, I forget how long that scene is every single time. So I know mentally me, I block it out. So I'm pretty, I don't remember enough of the, the other films to remember exactly how far they went, but I know that they didn't hold back as much either, but they didn't yeah. like make it a five minute there was, scene. I think. I didn't know that was coming. I think when I saw the original trilogy and I saw that before this movie. So I, I was prepared for that scene at least, but I remember for some reason it feeling more realistic in the Swedish film. Yeah. And this felt more cinematic. I don't know. It's been so long since I've seen it, but yeah, you're right. They do linger on this. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Anything else? But yeah, otherwise, it's a great film. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, it's perfect. I still love the score, even though there's no true melody to the movie, like how a lot of movies have a certain sound. Like that is, if I can hear it, I'm like, oh, that's that's the score for Casper. I know that melody. Or the Harry Potter one is very common, but it's like this one doesn't really have it, which I kind of appreciate because it's really not that focus point. You're not really needing the music to drive this movie so i do like the tones that you have in the background are just deepening what you're seeing versus kind of trying to help tell a story it didn't need the music to help that so i do actually really like the score for it except for for that (laughs) no i love that song (laughs) it's great yeah (laughs) opening scene (laughs) except for that 10 minute opening credit yeah Yeah. (laughs) just how long it's so a whole ass sandwich eating that and then the movie hasn't even started yet yeah, when, cool when i watched it the last time like i heard the opening and i got up and 
at some point. Yeah. I came back, I be- <laughs> yeah. I came back so, and it was still going. I was like, I'm yeah. going to fast forward. <laughs> I didn't remember it being that long. So then watching it, it started going. And then I was like, well, this is going on for a while. So then I started to fast forward. And as I realized, like, you know, it, uh, on Voodoo, it shows the little scene clips. Yeah. The, the square windows as you're doing it. And I saw it go all the way to the edge of the screen. I was like, okay, well, I'm fast forwarding. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to wait the extra 30 seconds or whatever. I think it literally be, is like a four minute. minute. Yeah. yeah I think I'm it's sure, a, almost least. a four minute starter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. It's at least that long. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But yeah, that's going to always go down as an amazing, amazing movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, any final thoughts on the movie that you forgot to share? Um, I'll probably always have something I can think of that I didn't share. <laughs> yeah. Just. I did. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, just go in knowing. It is a very dark subject, but an excellent yeah. thriller yeah. movie. If you're into the thriller dark movies, this is one to watch. Just remember, you can always mute yeah. when it comes to certain yeah. scenes. Even if those scenes, even if the sexual assault weren't in the movie at all, yeah. um, it'd still be a good movie. It's still an excellent, yeah. yeah. It'd still just be like a good mystery thriller, but that just adds an element, a, I think a deeper human element where, mm-hmm. you know, nobody's Especially perfect to Lisbeth, things yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah. And it does progress the stories later, so it makes more sense to why they would have it in there versus yeah. not because of yeah. later. But yeah, like even if it wasn't in there, this is still an excellent, excellent watch. Two hour and a half, two and a half hour watch. You'll be fine. Yeah. Two hours, 50 minutes. I yeah I I and I fell okay. fell asleep like I normally do I fell asleep at the same spot and I woke up twenty minutes just like crap at <laughs> rewind and now it's like closer to midnight that I was going to bed yeah. that night but totally worth um, it. I was gonna mention about the cat. Mm. There was cat. no purpose for it. No. To be killed. Just to because just to startle I think, him. I think yeah it was just to like unnerve know, him to leave like, enough. It's just weird. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he gave him the opportunity to leave whenever he had been shot at. That was after. Like, I know, but that's what I mean. Like, you're already going to go to trying to shoot him and get him to leave. And I don't think he truly thought Martin truly thought like chopping up the cat and leaving it for him to discover would be enough to make him leave. I think it was enough to unnerve him. I don't think he wanted him to leave yet. He was playing with him. So like the whole playing cat with mouse thing. So he was playing with Martin or with, with Mikhail at that point. Yes. Let's, let's play with you. And then he upped it by shooting at him. And which I thought, I remember it was just, I thought it was ear and his forehead, but it was just his forehead. Yeah. Just crazy forehead. But, uh, that was definitely together with floss. Yeah. That's still, and she, she licks it to get it through, and then he goes, you're going to sterilize that, right? <laughs> right. just looks yeah. at him. Like, rolls his eyes. <laughs> like, of course, he's going to say that. <laughs> so good. Anyway, but that was it. Yeah. Um, okay, well, then that's it for this episode. Mm-hmm. So Thank you, guys. Yeah, no, this was a lot of fun. Well, thank you. Yeah. Now I need to do a couple more horror movies so my- Michael can finally watch one. Yes. Is I'll be there, on for um, one of those. Yeah. We we ask this of our guests every once in a while, but uh is there anybody that you would want to challenge to be a guest on the show? 
actually, I think, mm, I mean, I just made my girlfriend Sarah watch Ready or Not. So I think I'm getting her into more of those movies. So I'd actually like to challenge her to certain movies just to see. (laughs) But yeah, that would be definitely one with her. That would be because again, like she's just getting, I'm getting her into a lot. She's not as big, but she like Rush Hour. Mama Mia is one of her absolute favorite films, which Mm. when you meet her, like that's one of your favorites good for you but she loves it so i'm like i would love to see her try to retell something like that or even rush hour that's one of hers as well well then i'll have to send her the guest list and put her list of movies she'd be so excited yeah tell her to gather some movies together i don't yeah i i'm helping her with that world we already have like a long list of things to watch i made her do lord of the rings which she was like you guys are a bunch of nerds i get it (laughs) she's gonna we didn't do the extended she was like i love you but not that much yet so (laughs) we're gonna get there but um yeah i'm getting her into the world of watching a lot more and getting her out of that mama mia world which is fine yeah um okay should be fun or the sisters have all your i have all the sisters on yeah i'm sure but you already did a few of the movies that we religiously watch so i was like you already did the fifth element and Jurassic Park. And I'm like, this is definitely the siblings movies that we watch constantly. So yeah, not be really I'm fun. Sure they'll, I'm sure they'll have enough movies to make a little list. Oh yeah. Um, okay then. Well, if anybody would like to get in contact with us, please do. So send us an email at movie memory podcast at gmail.com. Also go to linktree.com backslash movie memories podcast. And you can see all the ways that you can follow us on social media and all the ways that you can listen to the podcast um, and share it around and let everybody know. Mm-hmm. Other than that, um, you know, we were just talking about the, well, we were talking about the dead cat, but while the cat was alive, <laughs> I'm sure everyone can kind of relate when you're yelling for your pets only to find out that they're standing right behind you. <laughs>